Welcome to Take a Deep Breath. Today's breathcast is with Bob and Fran German. I hope I've said their surname right. Bob and Fran are both in their 80s and they have a they started a YouTube channel uh, April 2020. And uh, wow, what what a conversation. I, I feel very, very humbled and, and uh, privileged to have sat down with them both for an hour just now and, and have a beautiful conversation about life, about health, about wellness, about what it means to grow into age but with wellness there as well and the mindset uh, and these these uh, will both share with you what their daily routines look like so when you get into your 80s what are those kind of tips and tricks and secrets to, to live in a fantastic uh, life and um, yeah I, 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 I don't know if it comes across but I feel very very humbled by that it's it was a beautiful conversation uh, lovely people um, and I wish them every success uh, in the uh, description below is their website their YouTube's on there. Go and check their YouTube channel out and please just click the subscribe button for them. Um, fantastic. They, they do Tai Chi and Qigong. They also wrote a book and I, the title is something like 101 Tips or Habits. I'm going to butcher the title, but it's it's below um, for growing into old age and health and wellness. Um, and all the proceeds of that book on Amazon go to a, a child trafficking uh, charity in, in Thailand. Um, wonderful people. Uh, a rich life they've had so far with so much more to give sharp as attack both of them and a wonderful conversation probably my favorite podcast that I've had so far so I hope you enjoy it um, if you're listening to this it's worth getting on YouTube and watching it as well because they're just just lovely people I can't say enough great things about them anyway uh, I'm not going to promote anything else today I just want to get stuck into the into the breath cast so I hope you enjoy it cheers everyone Bob and Fran, thank you so much for being on the Take a Deep Breath podcast. So lovely to see you both. How are you both doing today? We're doing great. We, we appreciate being here, Mike. Thank you. Wonderful. Now, um, I'm, I'm, I, I come across one of your videos somehow. The Google algorithm presented something to me. I thought, oh, that's interesting. So I would like you in your own words to tell people, if you don't mind, kind of who you are and, and what you're doing online. Sure. I, I can start if you like, Fran. <laughs> Well, we're husband and wife. Uh, we've been joined at the hip for uh, over 60 years, and we're both in our 80s. And uh, we are sort of on a mission to help people age with good health, with lots of happiness, and to have a long life. And so our YouTube channel sort of reflects that. So we're all about healthy aging. And uh, we've gotten a great response from people, whether they're 28 or 82, they're interested in this subject. And so we try to help them along. Fantastic. And, and I'm just curious, how, what made you get onto YouTube? I'll tell you what made me do that. When the COVID struck early on, we had to go into self-isolation. We were in that dangerous age category of right. being, you know, old as, old, old as the hills, as we say here. <laughs> and uh, I needed something to do. We've always been very active. I, I, I like keeping my brain sharp. And so I knew nothing about YouTube. And I did find that it was a pretty difficult learning curve for mm -hmm. me. And then I've sort of, gotten better and better as time has gone on. 
I've learned from the bigger YouTubers like yourself. They've sort of adopted us and have helped us along with good, good suggestions. And slow, slowly we're building our channel and uh, the response has been very rewarding for us. So we're happy, yeah. but it's kept me sharp. I've even learned how to be an, a video editor, something I never knew existed. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations for all the success you've had so far. And I know it's going to keep going and going and going. So, so fantastic. And I, I feel really blessed to be able to speak to you both today. And I'm really looking forward to hearing some of your perspectives and stories on life because it's, it's, it's very exciting. So would you mind just sharing a bit about your backstory and, and kind of where you guys have come from? Well, okay. you want to talk about that? For well, um, we, I don't know how far back you want us to go. We are from Chicago originally, and we went to Indiana University. Um, I'm when Bob was from Indiana and I was from Chicago, so I was the out-of-state student. And the first week before classes began, I met him. Ah. <laughs> and that was the beginning. She took <laughs> me from my mother. <laughs> we dated before we we met the week before classes began, and we got married the week after graduation. Wow. Yeah. So. So from there, we uh, we uh, we actually spent most of our lives as business partners. We were in the real estate business for many years. And then unfortunately, Fran became very ill. But um, during our lives, we, we started in Chicago. Oh, it got way too cold in Chicago. So we decided we're gonna move to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, nice and warm. And it got too hot in got Florida. It got too <laughs> hot in Florida. So we moved halfway back and we're in the Southeastern part of the United States in North Carolina. So we're known as halfbacks. Okay. Yeah, we're literally halfway between both. Yeah. Right. We're halfway up. Fantastic. So so it was too cold at one place, too hot and you found like a good temperature for you oh, guys now. Just right. Just, <laughs> it's just right. It's, it's like Goldilocks. You've got the Goldilocks state going on there. Fantastic. Okay. So so I'm I'm keen to delve into a bit if you don't mind about the health then. So you said that Fran became a little bit uh, became poorly. So yeah. so would you mind sharing maybe a bit what what was going on? Sure, I'll begin. Um, There's actually two stories yeah. here, but Fran will start. Mine is a little more dramatic. <laughs> yeah. We were uh, in real estate. Uh, mm. We sold homes in Florida, and uh, we were working together for many years. And one fall, fall of 1992, we took a three-week trip to China. And uh, we had a wonderful time in China, except the pollution there so terrible that we both got very sick, <clears throat> high fevers and uh, really bad virus. When we came home, it took a few weeks and I got better. And then one morning I woke up and I couldn't open one eye. And I went to my doctor and uh, he sent me to a neurologist and the neurologist gave me a test and he said I had myasthenia gravis, which is a kind of a rare autoimmune disease. It's not as popular as MS or lupus, right. but um, it's a pretty devastating illness. Um, myasthenia gravis in Greek means severe muscle weakness. Right. And that's exactly what it was. I was very, very sick for many years. The doctor told me that I'd never get better. It's incurable. 
and that I'd have to be on medication the rest of my life and my life would be shortened. Well, I didn't like that diagnosis. So I started doing whatever I could to make myself healthier. I took supplements. We started practicing Tai Chi and Qigong, um, which I think helped a lot. I might mention, by the way, not only did we take the word of one doctor, but we traveled, we had the wherewithal to travel to 11 different neurologists. Over a period of time. Oh, wow. Who all said the same thing. Yeah. You're not going to live long. You're going to be on meds. It's mm. not going to be good. Yeah, the story was pretty much the wow. same. Yeah. And it's um, it's kind of a crazy illness because uh, it's you, you have your ups and downs, times when you're stronger and times when you're weaker. Uh, but I kept pushing ahead to see how I could get better. And everything I tried... Um, helped a little, but n not a whole lot. Mm. Uh, there were times when I was so weak, actually once I wound up in intensive care unit in a hospital for five days, mm -hmm. I, could, I could hardly oh. breathe. I lost so much weight, I couldn't eat, I couldn't swallow. Of course, we could, I couldn't work anymore. Mm. And so we, we stopped working because we worked as partners and we had the wherewithal to uh, live without, you know, continuing on in real estate, but I had never met another person with myasthenia gravis, which was oh, very God. strange. Here we were living in a big metropolitan area in South Florida. Then in 2003, we moved to North Carolina. And here we are in a small town and Bob sees in the newspaper that there's a support group that meets once a month for myasthenia gravis in the local hospital. Wow. So we started going and uh, didn't learn a whole lot. It was more of just like supporting each other, but not really a lot of knowledge until one month. They had a, a dietitian come from nearby Asheville, North Carolina, and he explained that animal products actually compromise the immune system. Mm. And I thought I was eating really healthy, white meat chicken and turkey and fish. He had, he suggested that uh, we read the China study by T. Colin Campbell and Diet for a New America by John Robbins. And I immediately got both books and read them and switched to a plant-based diet, cut all oh, animal oh products out of my diet. And within a short time, I was symptom-free and off all medication. And, and it's now- 15 years. Going on 15 years. Really? And um, this incurable disease that was gonna shorten my life. Yes. And, and you've been vegan for 15 years now? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we've been following a whole food plant-based diet wow. for almost 15 years. Now, Bob had another incident about this time. Well, I was uh, doing power walking. I would walk for at a, very, at a pretty high speed uh, just to keep in shape physically. Uh, I would probably do six to 10 miles a day. And uh, I was doing fine with that, but I did develop a pain in my groin and uh, it bothered me so much that I went to see a local urologist 
And uh, he examined me, he couldn't find anything. And he said, but you know, I know you don't go to doctors very often. Maybe we should just have a, a CT scan, a CAT scan to just see what's going on. Mm -hmm. And he did do a CAT scan. And the CAT scan revealed that I had nothing wrong with my groin. The doctor said he thinks it was just a pulled muscle that just kept, kept on for a while. But he did find a growth on the outer left side of my left kidney. Right. And so uh, he, the doctor was very concerned. He said this was above his pay grade. And he advised me to go to a, uh, an internationally known hospital about four hours from here at Duke University Hospital and uh, see a specialist there, which I did. And uh, I tracked down this fellow and uh, he was only one of two people that could perform a special operation to remove this type of growth. Mm. And that was a, called a cryoablation surgery. That means he actually froze off this tumor. Wow. And then he did a biopsy afterward, and it showed that I had renal cell carcinoma. And I remember being in his office, waiting for him to come in, waiting and waiting for the test results, mm. which is stressful in itself. Yes. And I had him repeat it three times. What does that mean, renal cell carcinoma? Mm. And he said, you have kidney cancer. Right. And he said, but the good news is I did freeze it off. And we think we got everything hmm. as they all, all seem to say, we got it all. And, uh, I, uh, I said, uh, that, uh, I, I need to, uh, I need to do something about this. He didn't tell me to change my lifestyle or anything. Hmm. He just said, I got it all. But he did say it's the type of cancer that could return. Right. It's known to return. So as we drove home from that, that four-hour drive back from that uh, cancer center to our home, we decided to go to, to change our lifestyle. I went vegan at the same time. Okay. No meat products, no dairy products. Mm. No junk food, no processed food. And I my goal was to prevent that disease from coming back. Yes. Fran's goal was to reverse a disease that she had. But it was more than just the diet. It was doing, it was doing breath work. It was, uh, it was improving our sleep habits. Mm. It was lowering our stress levels. That was a big one because we think stress is a precursor to many diseases, if not all disease. And so here we are, both old people, eating healthy and living a great life. It's, uh, it's a good success story. And we, we try to walk the talk. Yes. Now we're sort of on, uh, on, on a mission to spread the word about healthy lifestyle, that it makes all the difference in the world. So we don't believe that getting older necessarily means getting sick or getting sick or, mm. you know, people are under the impression, well, when I get old, I know I'm, I know I'm going to get sick. I'm going to be putting on weight. I'm, 
Well, that doesn't have to be. It's really, it's really not so. It's mm-hmm. up to you. It's the choices that we have in life. We choose to be as healthy and as vibrant and as vital as, as we can be. And we enjoy every day. We have fun every day. Even in self-isolation, Fran has become like the greatest cook in the world now. <laughs> she's turned cooking into a hobby instead well, first of, of all, a, we both love to we, eat. We love to eat. So. <laughs> Me too. So, <laughs> so that's our story. And uh, we've helped so many people who have heard about us either on our YouTube channel or, or from our book or from the speaking engagements that we do. We used to be able to do speaking engagements in person. Uh, okay. <laughs> and many people have turned their health around. Yeah, so we feel really, it's a very uh, rewarding thing when people say, you know, I lost 40 pounds because of you guys and I feel better than ever. Yes, fantastic. So we're all about healthy aging and uh, uh, we're like living proof that changing the way you, you, uh, you live your life can make a whole lot of difference in your happiness and your longevity as well. Mm. Oh, what what a story. I'm very interested to dig into some of that. Thank you for both for sharing that very personal journey that you've both been on, um, especially talking about your own personal health. Um, I'm keen to understand what what are your thoughts on alcohol? Love it. No. (laughs) I'll drink a toast to you while we're through with the interview. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so we believe in, uh, we have a glass of wine with dinner and we don't overdo it, but mm-hmm. we, we think uh, nice wine uh, is a good complement to eating. And uh, so we we have a glass of red every every night. You? Okay. My, my dad will be very happy to hear that. Okay. Because he, he we, we, in my family, we all love red wine. And, and do yeah, you, speci- and is there specific types that you will, will, will you avoid? We go for like organic or nitrate free or anything like that. Do you have any specific preference there? We no. really don't. We drink, yeah. we, 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 especially we, like Italian wine. Well, we like Italian <laughs> wines, but we drink wines from all over the world and uh, we're not that fussy. We think it's actually good for you. Yes. No, I, I do too. Um, I'm, my mum's side is Italian. Um, uh-huh. and so I've been to, I've been to Italy maybe 10 or 15 times now, cause it's not, obviously not that far for Brits to go there. Um, and there's a place called uh, Apulia or Puglia, uh, which oh, is the oh, heel. Yeah. 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 A, a bit, oh, and the wine there is one of my favorite wines. And, and the other one is in Sicily. They have the, the Nero di Diavolo, I think it is, which is like a very volcanic red and it's, it's just yeah. lovely. It's very earthy. So I recommend those. And yeah, we love Italy. <laughs> yeah, oh, I love Italy. I love the food. Um, okay, so sorry, sorry to go on a, a bit of a deviant, uh, a, a bit of a. a I'll, I'll just curious because you know I enjoy a bit of wine and I want to live healthy into old age. And so if you were saying right now we are teetotal, it would make me a bit more nervous. Going, oh no, I might have to give up the. Don't worry. The, the vino. <laughs> okay, and, and so how much of your health do you uh, do you attribute to being vegan? Do you think is it a vast chunk of it? Do you think? Probably 100%. I, I, think, I think it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I know people might be put off saying, well, I, I can't do that. I've, I've got to have my meat. I've got to have my cheese. But there are ways to sort of edge into that type of eating. And we have all kinds of ideas that uh, we share on our, on our YouTube channel. Uh, so, uh, you know, you can go cold tofurkey. <laughs> <laughs> or or you can sort of gradually 
get into it. Mm-hmm. What I suggest to a lot of people, a lot of people try this, is try doing it for uh, 30 days or 45 days. If you take a month and just, but but you have to, you, you don't just eat brown rice and steamed vegetables. You do a little research, you can be creative, you can yes. have dishes from all over the world that are easy to make and more inexpensive than buying meat. Mm-hmm. And see how that goes for that period of time and see how you feel mm. and see what you weigh. <laughs> and uh, it can be a, a life changer. Yes. So a lot of people go to that 30-day, 45-day test and uh, they never return to eating meat again. Mm. So there's ways to do it. Yes. And uh it's been very enjoyable. Not only that, us. but it's never been easier. If you yes. have a computer, there isn't anything you can't find. You know, if you Google, what I'll do is if there's something we want, I just Google a vegan version of it. Mm. He had scampi the other night. Yeah, we had. <laughs> a, I made out of oyster had, mushrooms. We had fake mm. shrimp, uh, <laughs> fake, fake shrimp scampi, delicious. Yeah. Uh, another, uh, d- just thinking this past week, we like Asian food. We spent a lot of time in Asia. So uh, in uh, Vietnam, uh, their main dish, their most popular dish is called pho. It's yeah, a big bowl them. of noodles. Yes. All kind of stuff in it. Well, Fran makes a, a vegan uh, pho that is that rivals anything. Oh, okay. And it's a delicious uh, dish. I I am hooked on, on Greek gyros, the gyro sandwiches. Well, Fran makes a fake euros and it is like i don't miss anything oh wow now it's a big deal fran has uh, gotten an air fryer she's got an instant, instant pot, pot. <laughs> so and this time of year i make lots of soup because it's cold outside mm, yeah. and we do it all vegan style and it's fun and it's healthy yeah, fantastic! Oh, I'm I'm so inspired by that. That's that's Come wonderful. On over. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say after COVID, Fran, I'm I'm looking forward to trying some oh, of these. Right. Like, your phone. Well, I think I'd rather come to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've got awful gotta, weather here, though. I want to share one quick story with Please. you. Uh, we live in the in the South in the U.S. and it's sort of uh, known for its conservative uh, conservative uh, attitudes, political, religious, and so on. Well, we're not so conservative ourselves, but we live in that area. Right. And Fran and I, for many years, volunteered in a crisis center there. And I was an intake interviewer. I would in, I would interview people that came in who needed food or clothing or money for rent or for uh, a prescription drug. Mm-hmm. And we would try to help these people. So I had a little office. And one morning when we were ready to go for the day, uh, a little old Southern woman stuck her head in the doorway and she said, are you Bob German? I said, yes, ma'am. Uh, are you married to Fran German? Yes, ma'am. Is it true that you're both vegans? Yes, ma'am, we are. <laughs> Can you tell me where that church is located? <laughs> <laughs> so, a lot of people don't even know what vegans are. Wow! But uh, I think there's we're a growing sect in the world. <laughs> and now you can go to uh, even some of the chain places and get fake fried chicken and fake yes. burgers it's... and fake this and that. And 
a lot of people have switched over to that mm. instead of killing animals and instead of uh, maybe harming the environment uh, mm. by eating so much meat. Right. Yeah, because um, we 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 uh, were in Poland two years ago, and in the supermarket you couldn't really get much. Uh, uh, dairy alternative milks they didn't yeah, really yeah. exist and if they did they were very expensive but this christmas we just got back last week um they had multiple choices now they had you know kind of the, they had soy anyway but i think they had coconut milks this time uh-huh. and a few others um so so it's you can see it's and, and we were in quite yeah. a, a remote village so you can see it spreading uh you know all those extra products now people are choosing these alternatives so it's exciting yeah Another thing, though, long time ago, we went on a um, um, a tour of various countries in Europe, and I remember Germany. It was like everything was meat and potatoes and mm. all real heavy foods. Yes. Now Germany is like the capital of veganism. Mm. Berlin has been named the vegan capital of the has world. It really? I did not know Most this. Most vegetarian <laughs> restaurants. Yeah. yeah. So things have changed. Yes, yes. It's yeah. We, we, there's definitely a movement going on, isn't there, at the moment? Okay. Do you know? I I have played with veganism. I've played with vegetarianism, and uh, you've inspired me to have another look into that. So I will uh, I will definitely look at that because we switched to organic meats a little while ago, and that that made a difference because of the quality we were getting. Uh, but still. Um, from an ethical point of view, I do struggle a bit with 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 animals. Yeah. So it's uh, I know it's a hot topic, and I'm sure it will get some comments below with people's different yeah. views. But it's uh, obviously it's everyone's personal preference, isn't it? Exactly. Um, so so okay. So I'm curious to know as well. What does your eating uh, timetable look like? Do you have breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Do you do intermittent fasting? What what does it look like for you guys? I know that fasting is very big now. It's very popular. We don't fast. we eat three meals a day um and we eat a lot we really do because we don't eat anything fattening Mm. so i probably consume as much food as almost as much food as bob does she eats like a truck don't gain any weight (laughs) (laughs) she weighs the same she did i weigh exactly the same as i weighed when i graduated okay about that yeah, fantastic. The part about that is I don't need to buy clothes yeah. because everything I have always fits. Wow. <laughs> and, and what time do you start your first meal and what time do you finish eating each day roughly? Well, what we've done and we advise people to think about doing is we, we have uh, what we call an hour of power every morning that's devoted to, to getting up and uh, start on a healthy day. Mm. And so during that time, uh, we do, uh, I won't go into uh, all the specifics because anybody can vary what they do, but we start with uh, some easy stretching and then we do uh, some uh, some aerobics. So that would usually be walking or hiking. hiking. In our area, we live in the mountains, so we hike a mountain every morning. Beautiful. So our hour is really more like two hours, but we're, we're retired and, and we have the time to do that. Yeah. Even if you spend 20 minutes walking briskly, getting your heart rate rate up, we think that's good. We also uh, do the opposite in that hour. We then wind down and we do some quiet meditation or quiet sitting, or you could call it prayer or whatever, but we just sit quietly in a, in a quiet place 
and just focus on our breath. So we do a, a nice, easy breath meditation. And then we have uh, a healthy breakfast. And usually that's just uh, food, uh, I'm sorry, fruits that are seasonal and uh, maybe some nuts and seeds. And uh, Fran makes a very mean granola and some great oatmeal as well. So we kind of alternate, but it's very simple. And for lunch? Uh, lunch usually is leftovers <laughs> from the night before or the day before. Uh, that's why I love to have soups. Uh, you know, always have something left over from another meal. Mm -hmm. uh, and dinner, it depends on what country we want to go to that night. Because <laughs> we do love Asian food, yes, Italian food, Mexican food. American food's the most boring. <laughs> English food is the most boring. I'll tell you. Okay, you're right. You're right. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we usually eat dinner about 6.30. And by 7.30, we're done eating. And then we relax after yeah. that. But we have uh, a nice full day and... Uh, we have a we have a good time here all the time. Yeah, and, and we do try to play tai chi or qigong every oh, day. Oh, I forgot to mention that. Uh, that's very important to us. It's in one of our top strategies for healthy living, and because uh, to us that's meditation and movement. Yeah, so this this moving meditation, nice easy breathing, it just relaxes you so much. It takes that stress level down a notch, and. Uh, it adds a lot to, to our day, at least. Mm. And when it's nice out, we like to do it outside on the front lawn. And we see neighbors looking at us like, what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, they, know, they know us by now. But I have to tell you that we offer on, I don't want to overdo our uh, little uh, uh, YouTube channel, but we offer about, I would say, 40 different lessons, Qigong lessons okay. that are totally free. And you just sort of follow along with us. So it might be something for you to try out there. Mm. Yeah, I, it's, I've got a, a good friend, actually, who I did a podcast with called Gray. And he's, he's uh, I think he's going to be a, he's going to become an instructor um, wow. in, in, in Tai Chi or Qigong or both. I'm not, I'm not sure which, actually, I should, I should double check that. But um, I, it, it's been in my mind for a while of, oh, it's interesting to connect the breath with movement because I don't do that. I do the breath on its own or I'll do movement on its own. Um, but to connect the two sounds like it would be quite powerful. What, what, what got you guys into, into those uh, disciplines? Uh, let me just uh, mention that when we were in China, just before we, you know, we got sick, mm. we were walking in a park one day and we saw this group of people standing in a circle doing something we'd never seen before. I say they were old people. They were probably in their 60s. <laughs> yeah. um, well, we were only in our 40s and 50s. And um, they motioned us to come over. And fortunately, one of them spoke English because she had a child that went to university in America. And she explained to us that they were doing Qigong. Mm -hmm. And she asked us to join them. And we kind of followed along. And so when we came home and I got sick, we felt that it was would be beneficial for us to learn this as a, a way of healing or, or improving exactly. my health. And so we found a local instructor and we learned some Tai Chi. And then we started spending our summers because one thing with myasthenia gravis is heat. 
made me very, very weak. And oh, so see. we used to go in the summertime, we'd go to Vermont where it was cooler. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, right next to where we were staying was an amazing Tai Chi instructor. Okay. And so we took from him for like 12 years. Yeah. Ah. That, we, that, helped my, that helped me along greatly. Oh, I agree. Health. It helped me too. Yeah. And then we went on to uh, get a, uh, we're both considered a master instructors in Qigong. And, uh, yeah, we were teaching here for what 10, 12 years until COVID. You know? years. Yes. And we've taught in over 40 countries and uh, we've uh, we've loved we've loved it. It's something to think about. It's an easy exercise regimen. Yes. It's different. And what it does in short is raise your energy level and lower your stress level. Mm. Increased energy less stress doesn't get any better no that, that's what we're all after isn't it I'm, I'm curious do you uh do you do it barefoot outside are you connected to the ground when you're doing it or are you in shoes out of interest i tried there once and i got all bitten up oh, <laughs> <laughs> it would be good when yeah. uh, sometimes but, we go to florida in the winters on the beach we do it on the beach and there yeah. we can really dig into the sand so that's okay that sounds nice that Connecting sounds with the earth, i'm with you yeah, I haven't seen the ocean for a year, so I'm quite keen oh, to to go and yeah. look at look at it again. So it just reminded me of that. So so my uh, also my my neighbours also think I'm you know completely bat crazy because we've got a bath an old bath outside and uh, it's winter now, so I like to fill it up with the the outside water and jump in that occasionally um, <laughs> just to get you know a bit of an awakening. So um, it's funny because your my morning routine I'm trying to adapt it at the moment. I've just finished a book called The Five AM Club, um, and, and in there, it, similar to what you've just said, actually. You're, he calls the author Robin Sharma calls your first hour the victory hour, and he says in that hour you need to move your body, yeah. you need to. Um, reflect and meditate and then you need to be inspired by something so he says do 20 minutes of some sort of physical something then some meditation or some journaling and then maybe listen to something like and he reckons you know nelson mandela's you know long walk to freedom book or something you know an example so so i'm just playing with that at the moment and um i think actually just hearing you guys talk as well about about tai chi and qigong i think that's given me that nudge now to go and look at that so thank you both for for talking about that good cool so um you said something earlier, which was, you know, old age doesn't need to mean becoming sick. I'm curious to get your thoughts. Why do you think so many people think the opposite of that, though? Why do you think so many of us think, I'm going to get old, I'm going to get sick? What do you think is driving that that mentality? Well, it's interesting that you ask that because I'm rereading a book that I read quite a while ago called Healthy at 100 by John Robbins. And in it, he explains how Western civilization really, really glorifies youth and has a very bad attitude about old age. Mm. Um, And in the book, he talks about different societies where old age is honored and um, these people are revered, Mm. not here. Here it's like, you're only good if you're young and um, pretty and, you know, and old people are kind of pushed off into yeah. an old age home. Um, and so I think it's, it's a mentality that, that, this, that our society has, that old age is not good. Mm. You're worthless. So I think people 
they they sort of break down. They sort of give in. Well, it's like to, a self self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, and I think their immune system. I mean, when you do this qigong, when you do a, a breathing exercises, when you do aerobic walking, these all build your immune system. Yes. And people that are not into it, people, you know, we say that sitting is the new smoking. But in America, I mean, too much, way too much television here. Mm. Telly, I guess as you would say, way too much. And we tell people that get off your butts and move. And just that movement, if you do some movement, if you do 20 minutes of walking, even yeah. in your own neighborhood, that's going to help boost your immune system. But if you don't do these things, if you don't eat healthily, if you don't take care of your body, it, your immune system is going to break down and you will get sick. So our thinking is we don't want to be sick. We want to reverse that whole yes. trend. And we think more and more people are, are doing that. But we also think that people are right now, they're not only are they living longer, mm -hmm. but they're living sicker. Mm -hmm. We don't want to be attached to taking medicines, to going for tests, to doctor's visits, hospitals. We know people that their whole life revolves around the medical yes, profession. Social life. <laughs> you know, oh, I've got a doctor's appointment today. Or, well, that who needs that? So right. I just have to tell you, I keep getting calls from my insurance company saying we want to send a nurse out to to check you. Wow! Because you're not taking any medication. Wow! <laughs> and you're not going to the doctor, so you must be. Something must be wrong. <laughs> wow. Scary. And I keep saying, stop calling. Yeah, me. leave me alone. I'm fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think in short is people have to take take hold of their own health. Sure. We we think the medical profession can be very worthwhile. But we, we, we sometimes it just takes our own self to say, you know, I'm going to start eating more healthy because you're not going to get that from most doctors because they don't study nutrition in medical school. Mm. I'm going to be eating more healthy. I'm going to do some walking. I'm going to do some breathing. Uh, I'm going to focus on the positive aspects of life. I'm going to count my gratitudes when I get up in the morning. Mm. And it just changes your whole outlook. And it does improve your physical well-being as well. Yes. Yeah, tomorrow. There's there's a lovely quote um, that I heard a few years ago, and it was "Tomorrow is not promised." And I try and remind myself that all the time, especially when I'm having a bit of a bad day, thinking, "Well, it's actually a real gift to be here right now." And we forget that sometimes, don't we? And it's so easy just to get totally. caught up in the in the day to day rubbish. So, yeah, you know. that's why it's called present. Yeah. Yeah, as a gift. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, before we get stuck into breath work, I just want to ask you both, and I'd love to hear your individual individual thoughts. What message would you give to your 20-year-old self now if you could go back and give yourself a message? I wish I knew then what I know now. Maybe I never would have gotten sick. Really? Yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, I thought I was I thought I was doing all the right things, but obviously, you know, our diet was just so um full of unhealthy things, didn't realize because 
you know, they say that 80% of what's in a supermarket now didn't exist when we were children. Yeah. You know, and it's not even real food. It's yeah. called food. And it's what we were filling our bodies with and not realizing that we were hurting our immune system. I think for me to answer that question, I wish I knew about mindfulness when I was 20 years old. The idea of being present and, and, and living in the here and now. And what that means is that it would eliminate uh, negative emotions like worry and anger and disappointment. And when you start thinking about, or, or let's say you start getting angry about something that happened maybe earlier in the day or 10 years ago, yeah. You're like, you're allowing someone to live in your head rent-free. Mm. And the idea is to take, take that mindset from the, from the past and bring it into the future. Right. I, I mean, and bring it into the present moment. The same when you are worried about something that's going to happen. It might the, happen. Yeah, in the future. It might happen. And, yeah. and, and most of the time, nothing ever happens. Mm. But we're worried. We're worried about this. We're worried about that. Well, both the worry and the anger are two emotions that immobilize you. And we say just change your mind yes. and refocus yourself on what you're doing now and enjoy moment to moment to moment without thinking about the past or the future. Mm -hmm. I wish I knew that when I was 20 years old. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank you for that. We so, yeah, have so many gray hairs, maybe. It's <laughs> a <laughs> so mindfulness and diet. The two big things I'm hearing there. Yeah, that's really makes interesting. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Okay. So let's talk a bit about breath work then. So before we hit the record button, we talked a bit about some of your breathing techniques you're doing. So would you mind just sharing with us how you got into breath work? I'm assuming there's some uh, Qigong maybe connection here, but maybe there's something else. Uh, and what sort of breath work uh, techniques do you practice? Well, I've experimented with breath work for many years, and uh, I have found that breathing in and out through the nose works for me best. Most Tai Chi and Qigong teachers do uh, uh, advocate the in and out through the nostril breathing. Mm -hmm. So in Qigong or Tai Chi, and by the way, some do not. Some say you could exhale through your mouth. In our lineage, what we studied from our teacher, who studied from his teacher and so on back, mm -hmm. it's in and out through the nose. And what we do is try to coordinate movement with, with breath. So let's say we have a movement where we raise our arms. So we have an inhale up, mm -hmm. hold the breath maybe, and then exhale down, in and out through the nose. So with an upward movement, it's an in-breath, and with an outward uh, movement, uh, it's an out-breath. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to, to say one thing. Um, we have learned that most Westerners tend to breathe very shallow into the chest, mm. and we advocate belly breathing, breathing you know deeper into your belly. Yes. For one of the main reasons is in our reading, we learned that bringing more um, oxygen into your diaphragm actually can help counter or prevent cancer. Mm. Um, 
And so we always tell our students to breathe, you know, into your belly and um, oxygenate your whole body. And Same as that cancer cells. This is what we've read in our research that cancer cells do not do well in oxygen in an oxygen, oxygen yeah. environment. So the more oxygen you bring into your body, the less chance you have of cancer cells surviving. Yeah. Okay. I'd really like to know your opinion and some of your yeah. your your friends who are doing the yeah. breath work on that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, another thing we do is uh, for sort of a like instant stress relief or instant way of relaxing or to help us sleep at night, we do what's called the Taoist double breath. So it's two inhalations to one exhalation. Mm. So it's an inhalation to the stomach. So it's then into the chest and then exhale down. So it's so it's quite, quite, um, quite fast at the start. So into the belly. And then, yeah, in, in, oh, yeah, that's it. And, and what, what, what does that do? Can you give a bit about what's going on with that? Well, you know, I, f physically, I'm, I'm not really 100% sure, but my, I mean, to me, it, I, I can take my blood pressure, which is usually very normal, mm. and then take it again after I do a bunch of these, um, I'd say uh, eight or 10 of these double breaths, and it, it can go down. The blood pressure can go, go down even more. Mm. I find it relaxes me, helps me sleep, just takes the edge off. If I, you know, if I get a call from my, my middle child, it's always like, oh my God, you know, it's <laughs> one of those things. You'll learn about that eventually. But I need, you know, either I need that red wine, which I'm going to hold to a pot, or I need to breathe a little bit. Just yeah. To, <sighs> So yeah. I do the double breaths. Okay, I'm going to have a play with that because I think I mentioned to you before. I've been hearing some things on other podcasts about the double inhale, exhale. So it's 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 really serendipity that you've mentioned that today. Um, so, so my thoughts on the on the cancer piece. Um, so I, I'm qualified under the oxygen advantage, and funnily enough, on uh, Tuesday of this week coming. I will begin my training for Boteco. So I'm going to train again under Patrick McEwen and go through a Boteco yeah. course. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, and that that. Is all about slow nasal breathing. So my understanding is when we breathe through the mouth, we tend to breathe upper chest um, and we tend to breathe lighter and a panic breath. So it's a bit more rapid and light. Now we're only taking about 25% of the oxygen we breathe in anyway, but if we're breathing light and quickly, we tend to probably trigger some sort of stress response. So probably cortisol shot up. The other problem you've got is you're probably people are using their mouth, which means that they're not getting the nitric oxide. They're not able to filter the air properly. So what that means is they're also blowing off too much carbon dioxide. So anyway, all of this in summary would mean that they're not able to get enough oxygen to their tissue, to their organs. So what you're saying sounds absolutely right, which is the deep belly breath through the nose means you're going to oxygenate your body properly whereas if we're shallow breathing most likely using the mouth when we've got not enough co2 which means we're not flicking that switch which means we can't get the oxygen into the tissue and that causes problems because we're not being functional then so no that that does make sense what you're saying 
Mm. We have a great way of explaining things. You're a great teacher. <laughs> oh, thank really you. I was, I, was, I was worried I was going into too much science then, but I'm constantly thinking what's the best way of, of talking about things. And listen, uh, what I haven't got yet and what I'm looking forward to doing at some point is working with an animator because there are some beautiful videos on YouTube where they oh, yeah. can explain the breathing and that sort of thing. But no, thank you. Thank you. And it's, it's really interesting. I will practice that double inhale because I've heard this gentleman, uh, Andrew Huberman, talk about it, but I've not seen him yet uh, demonstrate it. So the fact that you've given me that now is a real gift. So I appreciate that. Thank you. You taught him everything he knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. You talked about another breathwork routine you do, which was four in, five out. Was that right? How, what's that routine? Well, it's it's pretty simple. It's just, uh, it's a little sitting meditation. We do try to do it uh, before each meal, three times a day. That sort of schedules it in our day. We just sit quietly for, we're doing about seven minutes now, and we just breathe in through the nose to the count of four. So it's yes. four, and then exhale a little longer to the count, count of five. five or six. And uh, we find that just keeps us in check. It's just very relaxing. Um, here I am doing all this editing and friends doing this cooking, and we need to stop, and we need to just just go inside for a few minutes. Yes. We think two or three times a day. It just helps with your overall health, yeah. I think. Also yeah. quiet the mind. Yeah. Because you're busy counting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're you're only focusing on the, the counting. And so yes. you all the monkey mind, the clutter in your mind is sort of just dissipates. It's mm. really beautiful. It's very simple. No, I like One that because I think I said I have a I have a, a job as well. So uh, my my day tends to be quite hectic so uh, and what I don't do is I don't tend to pause after my morning routine so again I think there's a great gift you give me there which is I'm going to schedule some time throughout the day just to take a few minutes of quiet so uh, no great gift can you just pause one second I just want to turn this other light off just one second hopefully that's not too much darker I'm uh I've got lights here, you see, and um, it's eight o'clock at night and I'm not a big fan of getting too much light at night. And I've got these red glasses somewhere, but they're really ugly. They're not good. And so I try not to use them on podcasts. So I have to take the blue light instead. Um, but uh, no, we are, we can go again. So uh, what else What else would we talk about? We can talk about the book and your time in Vietnam, uh, in Thailand, if you like. Okay, well, this is our book. It's called 101 Ways to Be Young at Any Age. So it's all about aging. And our chapters in our book are only like one page or two pages. So it's the kind of book that here we're taking, uh, we talk about uh, make every breath count. How and, appropriate. Uh, yeah, it's just like we open to a breath thing. But uh, Fantastic. Uh, here's uh, one, uh, eight reasons for rising earlier. So when the fellow talks about starting at five, that's when I start is at five. I go to bed probably earlier than most people, maybe mm. nine or 10, but I like, I can get more done between five and six 30 than, than I can during the day. Yes. So each uh, chapter we say, maybe read one chapter a day, keep this on your nightstand and try to absorb that chapter. Uh, we've got a lot of them, um, how to reduce uh, worry and anger um, how to deal with the good times and the not so good times. So there's a lot of uh, just everyday wisdom, we call it. And uh, this book is available online at Amazon for $12.95 US dollars. 
And uh, we sold a lot of them into the UK. All the proceeds from this book goes to fight child trafficking, which we're quite familiar with child trafficking. I know Mike is also. And so you'd be making a donation and we'd keep none of the money. Uh, we spent a lot of time uh, in Asia and uh, living in Chiang Mai, Thailand. We taught uh, at the Buddhist university there and uh, it's quite, a, quite an experience. By the way, there, most Asian diets are, are quite healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have any dairy products normally in their diet. So we could walk to 30 or 40 restaurants and uh, enjoy a beautiful meal and not spend more than one US dollar for a a fantastic meal. Yes. So we sort of miss those days. Yeah. Uh, But it's been just a few years since we stopped going and uh, uh, we're still connected with with, uh, our, our organization. We have young people on the ground running it now, but, uh, it's an important cause, and uh, we're really, we're really, uh, we're really into it. I guess is, mm. is the word. Yes. But living in Asia was a great experience. Uh, Fran and I have traveled to some seventy-five countries, and what we sought out in our travels were the we went off the beaten track everywhere we went, and we wound up trying to see seek out wisdom teachers from these countries. And we were able to do that. And we learned, we've learned so much from, from people. Tell Mike about the, the one about the breast. Oh yes, one, <laughs> we were in Kathmandu and we met this uh, very famous young doctor. He's about your age, Mike. And he lived up on a mountain alone. And he had a clinic. He had actually a medical clinic up on this big, in the Himalayas, up on some mountain top. They say Himalayas. <laughs> and uh, he told us that uh, when it, when you are born, you are given a certain amount of breaths mm. for your lifetime. And he said the whole idea then would be to breathe a slowly, <laughs> slow a, a, a small amount of breaths per minute. Yes. So if you are longer, <laughs> you will just extend your life. You yes. less breathes, breaths you take per minute, the longer yes. your life will be. And that has stuck with me. Yes, that that really uh, hyped my own interest in, in breath work. So I try to breathe, uh, you know, three four times in a minute. I don't know if that's you're the expert on that, Mike. I, I hope uh, that's okay. But I do see people that are unhealthy that just breathe over and over and over and over again they almost like they just climbed the mountain <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, that i think is the antithesis of what what we should be striving for we want to breathe easy and we brought want to breathe slow and deep yes deep into the into the belly yeah there's a um, in in james nestor's book breath and also in patrick McEwen's book the oxygen advantage they both talk about the perfect breath which is 5.5 to 6 breaths per minute so it's right. slowing it right down and when you look through history there was something to do with a lot of prayer a lot of chanting a lot of counting the rosary beads and it all comes back to this 5.5 to 6 perfect. breaths per minute so I so this it. this what this chap was saying in the himalayas scientifically has been back up now which is slow your breath down and, and you'll, you'll live longer um so no that, that's that's really interesting yeah 
Yeah, yeah we, we've got a, a lot of stories. Uh, several are in the book that we share. And uh, it's, uh, it is amazing how some of the, the ancient traditions like Tai Chi or Qigong, those go back thousands of years. Mm. And they're, they're, they're back in vogue now. And they're, there's, they're more popular than ever. Yes. And they're helping more people than ever. So don't discount what your grandma told you. No. <laughs> Could be right. <laughs> there's, there's a kind of um, uh, demand at the moment, isn't there? Because we're, we're, there's probably a greater uh, amount of people doing breath work and yoga and stretching and Tai Chi. But then on the, on the other side, there's probably more people than ever that are stressed and distracted and just staring at their phones all day and, you know, got bad posture. So kind of, you know, probably both things are at the highest points ever. So, but it's wonderful, isn't it, that these things are taking form and like you say, they're in vogue now. So you've got big channels. We've got this wonderful YouTube uh, yoga channels out there as well. And there's, you know, so much to do with health now. It's a, it's an exciting time, but I think it, it's also a very sad time for me because I think so many people are still not aware yet of they, they think it's so normal to be staring at the phone like this all day or, you know, never to have a moment of peace in their day. It's just go, 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 go. Um, and it, it does worry me that we do have that kind of trend at the moment. And especially the really young kids that are growing yeah. up with phones now and they've never known anything else. It's quite scary. I agree with what you're saying, but you're doing something about it. You have an incredible amount of followers and subscribers. You are spreading the word and, uh, we thank you for that. You could be doing something else, but this is helping people and that's where it's at. That's the most noble thing you can do. Oh, thank you, Bob. And, and I think the same is both, for, you know, is true for you guys as well. So, um, what I'm going to do, um, is put all your links below. So guys, when you're watching this, I want you to please go to Bob and Fran's YouTube channel and hit the subscribe button. Um, and if you can afford it, I'd love for you to purchase their book as well. Um, I will be purchasing that book straight after this. And I look forward to getting a copy and donating some money to the to the charity as well. So it's really wonderful. Um, while I've got you, are there any other things that you would like to talk about? Is there anything we've not covered? I'd like to know what's for dinner tonight, Fran. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight we're going to China. <laughs> we're going to have a Chinese feast today. Yeah. I think I had loads of veggies to use, and so I cut them all up, and we're going to have a stir fry. Oh, lovely. Very we, nice. Uh, we you can come over if you like. <laughs> we you. appreciate your, your asking us, uh, reaching out like you, you have. You're a very kind person, and uh, you're a good role model for, for people of all ages. Uh, Thank you. You know, people of the most important, we get two questions all the time. Where do you get your protein? And what is the meaning of life? Well, I know we can get our protein just by eating veggies. And the meaning of life to, to me is a life with meaning, a life with purpose, a life of helping other people. Nothing beats that. It makes you healthy. Makes you feel better. It makes you feel great. And you're helping other people at the same time. Hmm. Some food for thought. Pardon the pun. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you on that one. <laughs> no, no calories there. Um, I, I, I forget where I read this, but there was, um, I know we talked earlier about Asian versus Western philosophies and the way things are handled. There was a, an experiment done where they, they asked people in the West, they said, here's a hundred pounds or a hundred dollars. Go and make, make yourself feel better. 
Uh, and they did the same thing in the East. I don't know if you've heard this story. Uh, and I think almost every single time in the West, they, the person bought themselves something to feel better. But in the East, I'm sure you can guess what they did. They spent the money on other people. Right. And, and that shows me the different mindsets. And it goes with what you've just said there, Bob, which is, you know, helping other people, getting away, getting out of yourself and doing something of service. It, I keep hearing that over and over again. That seems to be one of the foundations of a great life. So, so thank you for also for also sharing that. Appreciate you. Cool. So I would love to have another one of these in a few months time if you guys would be up for it and we can see how your journeys go in and maybe by then I'll have done some Tai Chi um, and maybe I can share some experiences with you as well. Um, But for now, if you could just remind the guys, what's your YouTube channel called? What's the website and what's the book called? Okay, the the YouTube channel is called Young at Any Age, Young at Any Age. And you'll see a little uh, cartoon character of us on, on, on our on our website and on that website we have uh, a whole variety of of uh, videos on uh, qigong on stress reduction on uh, what we call insights and advice these are little life lessons that we talked about even during this past hour that will just improve your life it's uh, it's worth a go I would appreciate your stopping by. I would love it if you would subscribe to our channel. Our book we talked about, it's, it's, it's uh, simply uh, 100 ways to be, 101 ways to be young at heart, it's in spirit, and having a strong body as well. Our website uh, is a pretty meager website, but it's Bob. My name is Bob and Fran. So it's Bob and Fran. B-O-B-N, as in Nancy, Fran, and uh, that would be .com. Uh, also, if you have any questions and would like to email us direct, we're, we're good to give you our, our uh, email address, which is bobnfran at gmail.com if you have any questions, or if you want to leave any comments uh, in the comment section below uh, on Mike's channel, uh, we, we would be happy to, to uh, respond to everything that you ask or any comments that you'd like to make. And we appreciate your, your viewing uh, this uh, video uh, just to, uh, to let you know that if you are sick or if you want to prevent illness, you have the power to do that. And uh, I would encourage you to, to think about taking your, your own health in your hands and really doing something about it. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you so much. And again, the links will be low for everybody. Um, thank you both so much for your time. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Until the next time, I will say good night to everybody and see you on the next one. Cheers, everyone. Night. Cheers, both. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste.